It's Grace. Can we February. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic. Unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is February 18, 2019. Wow, wow, wow. Look at that. Everything is coming undone at the seams isn't it? A coup d'etat. See, I said that in the summer, said that the summer before, and I was actually on Scott Adams show in September talking about it, how people were telling me, well, that's just far fetched. Who would even dare to think of doing something like that? Tinfoil hat. They say we were here talking about Jesse Smollett the day after the supposed attack, where I said, doesn't it seem convenient that we have this lynching bill coming through? Doesn't it? And I got a lot of heat. I got two emails actually from people who said, I agree with you with a lot of things, but this is pretty, this is a pretty big deal. And to try to pair it with, uh, legislation that's coming through is kind of, you know, very, I mean, if it's true, they said, hold on, let me read it. It's kind of nefarious. If you state that they put this actor and their spelling is pretty bad. It was on the move. They put this actor up to doing this just to push a bill. That's scary. And I don't believe it for one second that something like this would be orchestrated. Really? You don't? How about now? So we have a lot to talk about today. And I thought maybe we could play my favorite clip of Andy McCabe. Uh, see, Andy McCabe's interview, I played it last week. You know that clip where you could see his face saying, well, this candidate shouldn't, and then changed it, that was elected president, that one. Well, that's one of my favorites, but my most favorite one is about him talking about Comey. So I thought we can deconstruct exactly what he was really telling you because it's all about listening between the lines, uh, the words, listening. Remember, we don't listen anymore. It's as if um, people don't like to listen. It's pretty interesting. Uh, pretty, very interesting. I'll have Scott Adams on the second half with me. Um, he was really busy this, uh, this weekend. So we didn't actually get a chance to talk about it. I did join him on his show, uh, this morning on Philly station. And that was, that was pretty telling, uh, where we talked about a few things. 
where do we start? Should I start with Jesse? Okay, let's start with Jesse. So Jesse Smollett, gay, black man, actor for Empire. I want to see where Fox and Empire are on this. This is this should be no tolerance. But here's where. Remember when I said, whoop, funny, he provided redacted phone records. Would love to know who he was speaking with. And I think people caught on. Because even though there's a media blackout, so I'm not on Twitter, I'm on Gab. I know that Gab retweets some of my stuff. But I'm only posting on Gab for the next two days. But um, I saw on Twitter people just going crazy with pictures of Jesse with Obama, Michelle. Loretta Lynch, and all these other amazing Democrats, right? People are catching on and understanding what's really going on right now. They will go to any length to force you to see it their way. Remember how we talked about this lynching bill? How it should be outlawed and we shouldn't be allowed to lynch people? Cory Booker and Kamala Harris had a noose and bleach and a gay black man being attacked in sub-zero temperatures. First of all, it's Chicago. And specifically in Chicago, sub-zero temperatures in the wee hours of the morning. No hard-working American that supports our president would be out at that time wearing a hat and carrying bleach. Interesting, right? Interesting how these Nigerians were leaving the country, got paid three and a half thousand, also were extras on the show Empire. Who beat him up? Gosh, right? I cannot believe he did this. And you know, he did it for his friends. He did it for a reason. Kamala and Corey needed something. I mean, imagine CNN grabbing a hold of, say, Senator Kramer and saying, well, you're a white man from a very strong red state. You don't think what happened to Jesse Smollett should be outlawed? He would be shamed. Of course they're going to pass it. They don't want to be put in front of the press as white supremacists because we have reporters that if you disagree with them, they will call you a white supremacist. Is that not lynching? I mean, we got to read this bill, right? And it's usually reporters that look like they can suck their thumb, that, that they suck their thumb all day. Reporters that take marching orders and take their 4 a.m. drops and write up fake stories. Reporters that praise terrorists like Ilhan Omar, and we'll get to that. Uh, Laura and I collaborated. You know that we're working on Ilhan together. Uh, it's going to be explosive once we get all the details. But for now, we put out an article this weekend. It was yesterday that it was published where we demonstrated to you how Ilhan lied about something simple and also provided evidence showing that her husband slash brother was in college at the time that she was in college in North Dakota. Unfortunately, North Dakota State University refuses to provide information that may hold the key to this immigration fraud. But you know, no one in North Dakota cares about the truth because unlike many, uh, this is not a red state. I want to repeat that. Not a red state. 
It is blue. It is corrupt. And just like we're seeing other states coming undone at the seams, we're seeing California fall apart. New York, North Dakota is too. And I'm the one pulling that string because even though they say they're Republican, they're actually the radical left. They are the emperors of the state. They own the state and it's a small group and they're all coming undone everywhere. Jussie Smollett, you know, I feel bad for him because you know, a lot of people are like, wow, I really wanted it to be true. Said some reporter for the Washington post. Wasn't it? It's like, come on, man. Think about it. How low or how desperate or how malleable are you as a person to orchestrate such a false attack? It is disgusting. You know, I felt sorry for him. I do in a, in a, in a, in a sense, I do that. He felt that he had to comply. I mean, if I was his parents, I would be embarrassed. I would call him up and say, why would you do that? What possessed you? to do that. But he'll say exactly what I'm going to tell you now. They told me I had to, and I must obey. Like I've said before, Hollywood is infiltrated by the FBI slash intelligence slash fourth branch of government. How many times do I have to say it? And it's not just Hollywood top brass of the FBI work within our entertainment industry and even those within our children, universal studios, Pixar, Disney. Think about it. Universal music censored our president, right? There was no issue of infringement. It's free use. It's from YouTube. And it was simply retweeted. Why, why, why did they censor the president? Because universal music is also Disney music and they all have top brass of the FBI, CIA, and all the other three letter agencies you have no idea exist working there. This is the only way they control the population is by feeding you their notions through your mode of entertainment. That be music, movies, television. I mean, look at Netflix, no income tax and Look at what they purport. It's all coming down. Their whole facade, their whole kingdom is coming undone and they can't believe it. But it's people like you and I that are taking hold and helping to pull those threads to unleash the truth. General friends sentencing is coming up in two weeks, two, three weeks, right? That's going to be interesting. Let's see what happens there. You know, when Comey was fired, I was tweeting ravishly with my old Twitter account. Account that I had for almost 10 years. And I was saying how he's a traitor, how Comey being fired will expose a huge coup d'etat. And you know what I love about it? And I'm, I mean, I'll get to that, you know, starting in the second half. 
where I'm just going to deconstruct McCabe, but I'm just going to tell you, okay, I took great pleasure in watching this interview because a few things he said, I would have given my left arm to be in that room when President Trump told him those things. Because like our president, when in the presence of a corrupt clown, I will make it known how I feel about them. Regardless if I have to keep a straight face, regardless if I have to be cordial, I've done it. They're all minions and I've called them. I, myself, in the present in the presence of someone who's been 18 years in government, who towers over me because he's insanely tall, who was a special invitee to McCain's funeral. I confronted him and he said, well, you know, it's just, you know, routine, no big deal. I don't know much about it. You don't. One phrase, do you want a circus? Cause I have the monkeys. He laughed and laughed. I said, tell me. If you want a circus, I've got the monkeys. And you know what? President Trump said the same thing to every single corrupt clown out there. You want a circus? I've got the monkeys. You have an option. You step down or I will have you pull your own pants down in front of the whole world. That is how you deal with corrupt individuals. That is how you expose the fourth branch of government that is unelected that knows better. This is how communist countries work. This is incredible to see. And you know, the left is waking up too. Some of them so eager for blood, so eager to see the orange man go down that when they watched the 60 minutes interview, they didn't even seem to think, well, hold on a second, man. Who is he to start a probe inferring that there may be or may not be a crime. But when I deconstruct and tell you how listening gives you all the information you need to know, you'll understand just how our president did this. And you know, I've always said that when you work in the intelligence community, it's not being made out that you are following someone, tapping someone, you know, or being made. It's your methods. And here, McCabe pretty much laid out the method, but it also laid out the method that our president used. See, I've said it before and I can't stand it, but sometimes I have to say, well, there you go. See, here's proof. I hate people asking for proof. How do we know the president is doing something? How do we know he's really communicating with us? How, how, how? Nobody cares. Just believe it. Because if it was untrue that he was doing something, the media would have shut up a long time ago. The media wouldn't tell you who to listen to and who not to. The media wouldn't tell you. Online conspiracy theorists, you need to protect our democracy by shutting them up. If our president wasn't doing anything, such reports and such outcries would not exist. You know, so many people have coined me a conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, man, 
It's mathematical precision. They mock you. They mock you when you tell them, hey, they were setting our country up for failure. Hey, they want to create one huge nation on the planet. Hey, you are born with a debt over your head. Hey, they traffic kids, not just for sex or slavery, but for body parts, for in experiments. I mean, you know, if RBG is actually alive, are, would you be surprised? Do you know how many medical experiments go on on organ replacements? Creating. And let's just leave it there at creating. It's incredible. They take this broad brush. They take the few and they paint it across us as if we're crazy. Turns out they're on the wrong side of history. And if anything, I would overturn that lynching bill immediately with an executive order if I was president. You know, what's funny is, is that it's not just in America. It's all these major Western civilizations that have colluded against humanity that have colluded against the free people and people don't get it. Jesse Smollett is just one of the exposed fake narratives they push to drive your thought, to drive your social norms. It is incredible. You know, now they're trying to make the LGBTQ some kind of race. What? It is incredible to watch. It shocks me that people can't take a step back because with Jussie Smollett, I said, take a step back. Look at the facts. Sub-zero temperature, white crackers out there with bleach and a MAGA hat screaming MAGA country. Nobody says MAGA country. And who in their right mind would be walking around Chicago with a MAGA hat? Unfortunately, you wear a MAGA hat in New York, Chicago, or LA, you're bound to be slapped by any passerby or shot in Chicago because, you know, They've outlawed guns, but apparently they have more gun crimes. But it all made sense, right? So they're walking around with bleach, a noose, a MAGA hat, screaming MAGA country in sub-zero temperatures in the wee hours of the morning. Totally legit. This is one example of many. Shootings. I'm not even going to get into it because I don't want to be painted like that. Look what they did to Alex Jones. Actors, Dakota Access Pipeline. What did, what did Cindy Gomez-Shemp tell us? The same people are at the Mexican border. These are all actors, paid actors. In the age of information, ignorance is a choice. It's about time people wake up and see what's really going on. And you know, it's President's Day it is amazing. You know, my husband joked last night. I said, you know, the kids don't have school, not even college or, you know, public school. It's president's day. He goes, is it your president's day? And I said, yeah, <laughs> he mocked me, but I am so glad that president Trump is our president. So glad. 
You know, maybe we should start a petition for Mount Rushmore and just put him on top of all of the presidents because he's doing a smashing job. I am so grateful for him. So grateful of what he's doing and empowering people nationwide to take control of their cities and states and country. Opening eyes slowly. You know, it's really hard, you know, that reality, that shock you get. Uh, here's, here's a personal shock. Totally, It's not about politics, but I gained an immense amount of weight over five years. <clears throat> immense. And it didn't dawn on me until I, you know, I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, oh, I put on a little bit of weight. No, I put on like 60 pounds of weight. And it's like, I didn't see it until that one moment where my reality just fell apart. And I was like, oh my, it was shocking. I didn't know how to react to it. And I'm a person that loves facts. This is exactly what's happening to people in the United States right now. They're looking in that mirror and they're finally seeing the legit reflection back of what's going on. I'm sure everyone has, has, you know, reflected in something in the past and said, how did I not see it? Just like me. How did I not see that? I went from a size six to 16. How did I not see that? Right. Be like, that's insane. No, it happens. So this is how the population in the United States is right now. How did I not see that they were lying to us? How did I not see all this happening? How did I not see the uranium one? How didn't I see that, you know, the chief justice, you know, let off, you know, Osama bin Laden's right hand. How did I not see that Ilhan Omar is a terrorist? How did I not see that Ilhan Omar's name is Ilhan Abdullahi Omar? And how did I not see she was arrested in 2013 for going to protest the president of Somalia in Minnesota and she was caught for trespassing. Guess what? That guy left office and who's the new one? Abdullahi. You guys, how do you not see it? How do you not see that on her resume, she doesn't even cite her college? How do you not see that on the actual interview, she lied and said her professor was on CNN and that thumb sucking Democrat Ambrosio, that's her professor. No way he'd be on CNN. I mean, he's got some pretty good articles, but a lot of them are so, so far left. It's like, I can't even look at it. And he's the one teaching our children. This is going around nationwide. You know, how do you not see the insane creations that are happening? The insane, the insane, it's pure insanity, guys. We have Lara Logan saying, well, you know, you'll never see the other side if you don't look at bright, but why should we have sides? We should just have the truth. How can you not see that? Can you not see? You can't. Real, this type of reality is shocking to everyone. How did you not see that Obamacare was the worst thing that could happen to America? How could you not see that Obama was polarizing? How could you not see that the Iran Contra deal was to put that corrupt tyrant in Iran in power? How could you not see it was Peter Strzok's father along with Barr and a bunch of other Reagan slash Bush 41 officials that did it? How can you not see that our president is taking that 40 year old regime down? How can you not see that he is fighting for us? These are all the things you need to ask yourself when you're listening to the news. How didn't I see it? And it'll be just like that moment when I looked in the mirror and I said, 
ugh. And it's shocking. It really hurts. And this is why the president isn't perp walking. This is why the president isn't spelling it out. We're using other means of communication to make it clear to those that want to see, to those that want to understand, to those that have no problem looking in the mirror. That is why you don't see things. Don't ask for proof. Open your eyes and the proof is all there. You don't need to see that he's communicating with you. You know, he is, you don't need to see what he's doing because he's doing it. How can you not see that? It's incredible how people don't see these things. It's incredible how people cannot open their eyes and understand just how much is being done. Stand back. Look at the bigger picture. Like I've said, project yourself on the moon and look down. It all makes sense. Look at the Democrats scurrying. Remember I wrote that article on Pelosi, right? About how much money she has, what her husband's doing, what her kids are doing, how much property she owns, what bank she has, what company she owns and how much of California is hers. How did you not see it? The globalist cabal, this fourth branch of government is everywhere, everywhere. They have their own little gangs that report to the bigger gang that gets to the biggest gang. And you are nothing but a pawn. You are the one that has to pay the piper in form of taxes or whatever. Cause I'm by the fact that taxation is theft. Every city should have their, uh, you know, owners of property chip in to do things. Yes. I understand. <sighs> After this break, let's deconstruct McCabe because this will be the time you look in the mirror and understand exactly what has been going on. I'll see you all in just a bit. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. 
If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back to the second half of the first hour. Like I said, uh, we will have Scott Adams in the second half because me and him have actually had no time to catch up. So it'll be banter between me and Scott in the second hour. Of course, we'd take your phone calls. If you like to call in at 215-TOP-TALK, that's after 1 p.m. Eastern time. Now, like I said, I'm going to deconstruct McCabe so well it'll blow your mind. You will understand what he was telling us. You will understand what the president has been saying all along. And he was right. And a lot of us have been saying it, but no one was really listening. So I'm going to play for you the most astonishing clip. The most important clip of the whole 60 Minutes. The whole interview. This was the most profound. And I'll tell you why. And you'll be like, well, it doesn't sound that bad. Take a listen. It's really bad. Here we go. Morning after your meeting with the president, the president called you on the phone. He did. Also the first time I've been called by a president, so that was new to me as well. I was told the president's on the line. I picked up the phone and he said, uh, hello, Mr. Director, this is Don Trump. And what was the conversation? Uh, we had a, a, a ranging conversation in which he first began to ask me questions about why Jim Comey had been allowed to fly home on the FBI airplane. And who Comey had been in California when he learned that he'd been fired. That's right. He flew home on a government plane. He did. It was a presidential order after 9-11 that the director of the FBI travels on a government plane because he needs to be within reach of secure communications and all that sort of equipment. So the director typically travels on an FBI plane, and he had done so that day to California, which is where he was when he found out by watching the television that he'd been fired. So the president asked me who had made the decision to allow him to return on the FBI plane. And I said, well, I did, sir. I discussed it with our attorneys I was, I was notified that there were no legal or contractual uh, obstacles to allowing that. There was an existing threat assessment that the director needed the protection of a security detail. 
And for those reasons, I decided to bring them all back on the plane that they had taken out there. His whole team? The whole team. The president was concerned about that? He was mad about it. He said that he did not want Jim Comey flying on the FBI plane and that he wanted me to look into the decision. Look into it? What's to look into? There wasn't anything to look into. I explained to him that I had made the decision, and so I was puzzled by uh, his, his request that I look into it. I, of course, did not look into it. What else did the president say in this call? Let's replay of course, that. did not look into it. What else did the president say in this Let call? Let me replay that. Into it, I, of course, did not look into did it. Did not look into what it. What else did the president say in this call? He asked if Jim Comey would be allowed back in the FBI building, if he, need, if he would come into the building to collect his personal effects. I explained that we were packing his stuff up for him and would take it out to his residence and that I did not expect that he would be back to the building. And then the president said that he did not want Comey in any FBI building. Huh. That was the most important part. Let me play that. Most important phrase of the whole interview. Here we go. By uh, his, his request that I look into it, I, of course, did not look into it. I, of course, did not look into it. So the president gives you a direct order. You are supposed to be working for the president, and you did not look into it. What does that tell you? I've taken orders from people that I believe are the worst, but... I work for them, right? So I must do taking note, of course, if I have any grievance. Like uh, McCabe said, he has a lot of notes. And guess where his notes are? With Mueller. They're not with the FBI. They're with Mueller. Remember that. He said that. So let's start. So he started talking about how uh, during his interview, uh, you know, it was right after, hours after Comey was fired, right? Comey was in California, saw it on TV that he was fired. Disgraced as he is, he has to fly back with the whole team. Why was the president upset? Let me tell you something. When you travel, and this is not confirming or denying, with any government aircraft, you have access to everything. I had written an article with Big League Politics about five eyes. You should take a look at it. It'll explain how every country has certain features built in to disallow people or log in access. And I pointed out in that article that New Zealand does not log access, like who accesses it. As long as they know you're on the list, even if it's updated or not, you can access it. And it doesn't log, log in who access, you know, like when you get to work and you log in, like if I log into any health records, I use my username, my password, and any entry I make has my name on it. Well, in New Zealand, they don't. Same goes for aircraft. Huh? It just says aircraft. It's a generic access to the people that are on it. Because if you're on that aircraft, guess what? You've got access. This is why our president was upset. This is why he said, look into it. He was fired. He should figure out how to get home on his own. So McCabe described his visit with the president where he inferred maybe that he'll be the new FBI director, right? And he said that our president was happy that Comey was fired. Yes, he was. And so was I. And so was the majority of America. And so was 
the people that work for the intelligence community and the FBI that loathed Comey. Because, see, a lot of people, when they go into law enforcement or they serve their country, they don't do so with the premise that they're going to just take orders and go against the Constitution that they swore on. There are real patriots. There are people like myself who take that oath very seriously. I took my oath back in 1995 and I still stick by it. There isn't anyone on this planet that will convince me or change my thoughts of supporting the United States Constitution. And the left and this fourth branch of government also made a huge threat. Did you hear what Pelosi said? What makes you think that the next Democratic president won't declare a national emergency on guns? So they're going to claim a national emergency to remove our right of the Second Amendment? Is this why they're passing this H.R. 8 to document everyone that has a gun so they can come to your home and raid it? As a national emergency. Pay attention. So now, as he's talking, he revealed something super important. He said to Rod Rosenstein, and I'll get to Rod right after this, that he wanted the memo that was to fire Comey to mention that he was fired because of this Russian investigation and the way it was handled. He asked Rod Rose to make sure you put it in there that we're firing him because of the way he's handling this Russian biscuit. Guess what? Rod didn't do it. So here's me taking a trip down high school memory lane. Everyone's been to high school. You know, unfortunately for myself, I, well, no, it's fortunate. I've been to two high schools, right? So one as a kid, and I finished really, really early. So I didn't really experience because I was like a 14-year-old among 17 and 18-year-olds because I was a nerd. But then when I was on vacation, because I had finished high school, I went to high school again overseas to learn the language properly. And that's where I saw the factions. So in your class, right, there's the jock, the cheerleader, the snobs, the rich kids, the poor kids, the goths, right? But then there are these nerds. The nerds, though, that aren't like super nerds. So this is Rod. He's that nerd that the jocks, the rich kids, the goths, the losers, the pot smokers, everyone, you know, talks with, and he plays on both sides of the fence because he just wants to survive. That's Rod. Rod is that loser that will flip on another person the minute his, the minute his survival is threatened, right? You know? That nerd that will hand off the wrong questions to the test. That nerd that will tell the head cheerleader that he saw her boyfriend making out with someone else just out of spite. You know, we've seen the movie before. That's Rod. Because Rod flipped on the deep state. And this is McCabe's way of throwing him under the bus because what McCabe didn't realize is that President Trump did exactly what I would do pulling your own pants down because he sussed out who Rod was. Look at the way he walks and talks. We've seen that character in a movie before. You know, when they cast for characters in movies, 
you know who the villain is. You know how they walk. You know how they talk. Think about it. Just take a moment and say, wait a minute. Yeah, I've seen that nerd before in rom-coms, in, you know, freaky films, like, you know, those social media crazy, you know, chat murder shows, you know, you've seen Rod before. Well, here's where Rod got them all. So first of all, we have this fourth branch of government, right? This swamp, these unelected clowns of law enforcement and being law enforcement, what do you do? You investigate crimes and you take orders. Obviously by McCabe's mouth, he did not take orders and he did not investigate crimes. He investigated people, but he told us something really important. He said that now the investigation went from investigating a candidate to a sitting president. Oh, what? So he just admitted on national TV that they were investigating President Trump when he was a candidate. Oh, and guess what? That happened way before the server was hacked way before Fusion GPS, way before CrowdStrike, way before all this rubbish. And let's pretend that we have a conversation. I'm Rod and Barr, right? So Barr's like, yo, Rod, what's going on here? Why did you put a special counsel up? Remember, we had this conversation, I think, in November. But without Barr, Whitaker... Because it's not Barr that's asking these questions. It's Whitaker. But let's say Barr because we're waiting for him to do something. And I'm going to tell you what. I don't think Barr will last. They're so dumb. Hey, why'd you open up this investigation? Well, it was based on this. And yeah, we didn't have it verified as a source. I thought we investigate crimes, not people. Yeah, I understand. But the media kind of reinforced it. Really? Circular reporting? Didn't the media justify Jesse Smollett? Didn't they have him on Good Morning America? Didn't they have him everywhere where he called himself a gay Tupac? Right? <laughs> Very credible. So they were butthurt. They were butthurt that he became president. And they were butthurt that he fired Comey. McCabe made the claim that President Trump asked him, asked Comey to stop investigating Flynn. Comey said that he never asked him. But McCabe says he did. But then he also said that he has Rod to stop investigating Flynn too. The same Rod he told put Russia into the memo when I fire Comey and he didn't. And the thing is, McCabe said he not only told Rod that he fired Comey because of Russia and to put it in the memo, but he told the Russians that too. Really? So here's where we're pushing that our president is a Russian agent. And he claimed it indicated that a crime may have been committed. Tell me what crime did he commit other than coming down that escalator in 2015 and declaring that he was running for president? None. Because that's when you guys started. Just looking into it, emailing each other how you're going to plant stories. What about all those women Media Matters paid to come out and speak against the president? Media Matters who wrote 
a whole dossier book funded by Soros to tell us how we need to silence the right. National security, McCabe says. You know, POTUS was working with Russia, he says. We had to investigate. Of course you did. You had to do something. Comey being fired like that, that was your chief guy. That was your go-to. That was the top brass leftover. Rod offered to wear a wire. You seen that movie before? Where that nerd plays up and tells the girlfriend, well, I'll go ask and I'll record him on my phone while we're studying. Where I'll ask him about the girl. (laughs) They got played because Rod flipped. He's not innocent. But he's going to get his benefits regardless because he played the game. So McCabe's throwing him under the bus. Very sterile response. The deputy attorney general, what if? Because they said deputy attorney general, Rod didn't, doesn't officially have that title anymore. I'm just saying. How would you know? So now we've got McCabe and everyone throwing Rod Rosenstein under the bus. Saying that he inferred it. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe it was the way that they can expose you because, you know, it seems like McCabe was very, very, very upset. I mean, they say that Russia intervened into the elections because Hillary Clinton lost and there's no way she would have lost because the people, the illegal immigrants and the media must have voted for her, but they didn't. They couldn't even win a rigged election. Remember how President Trump, while he was candidate, was talking about McCabe's wife and how she received over $675,000 from Hillary Clinton. And how months after she lost and she didn't win, you know, she suddenly, you know, suddenly McCabe was put on this uh, investigation with Russia, right? Not like that was a payoff or anything. Maybe we should ask Virginia. You know, it's pretty dirty down there with all that blackface and rape. Maybe we should ask him, was she really running? Or did she like hand over votes to you? Interesting, right? But you know what's funny? And this is something I have done and President Trump supposedly did. And we don't know if it's true because it's just McCabe saying it. But President Trump, when he spoke with McCabe, he said, hey, Because, you know, President Trump hired him. And during this interview, McCabe says, he said, your wife's a loser. Ask her what it's like to be a loser. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) I would totally do that too. Ask your wife, what's it like to be a loser? So you're hiring this guy to run your FBI. You already know that his wife got a payout for him. You already know that he is losing his mind and trying behind your back to canvas your cabinet for votes to impeach him under something that can't be used because you'd have to verify that he is mentally ill. A man that works so many hours. Gosh, I really do hope that God grants me as many years as President Trump, but allows me to be strong like an ox like he is so he 
<laughs> so, I'm sorry, but he's hiring him and tells him, what does it feel like? Ask your wife what it feels like to be a loser. Because I'll tell you what, when I'm in court, I always do it though. And I confront the political opponents that I'm going up against. I say sh stuff like that all the time, all the time. Like, Hey, why are you clenching your jaw? Nervous? How's it feel to be a corrupt colluding clown against the people? How does it feel to be spineless? I say things like that. And you know what? That is how you instigate a response. You know, once I did an open records request and asked for something and I got a response real quick and I said, boy, was that quick in an email, like verified boy, that was a really quick open records. You came back saying you don't have it. What do you have? Comey's agents under your desk. Here's the title of the document I'm looking for. Want to do another search or else I'll just assume you're using the same team. Comey is. I did that. That's all public record. You'll be surprised how quick they came back when I sent them the copy of the document that they, that they refused exist. See, that's how you weed out Trump, the, the, the corrupt people. And president Trump understands that you say the right things at the right time. So you get a response. And after president Trump had this conversation. Yeah, I'm looking to make you FBI director. Hey, you're going to do great. Ask your wife what it's like to be a loser. You think he's going to go back and have your back? He should. If he's a committed career FBI guy with integrity, but he didn't. That was more than enough to get him fired up and say, who can we get on his cabinet? You know, coupled with the fact that the vice president started his own pack with his former chief of staff, Nick Ayer, Where's he now? He's gone. <laughs> Vice presidents in those packs, right? Happened to Garfield, happened to JFK, happened to Reagan too. I mean, Reagan survived, but he really didn't run the place. We all know Bush 41 was a three-term president. Those packs tell you a lot. It'd be great to see where that money goes because you know, when Bush did it, JFK's VP did it. Garfield, you know, all of them see where that money went. Nowhere. It went to their campaign. Wow. So we had McCabe on national TV admit that they were in, they were investigating the FBI was investigating then candidate Trump and now president Trump. It'll be fun to see when it started. Cause we all know when it started, there's a lot of people that Mueller would have loved to call in. A lot of people that could be saying things like me being straightforward and out there it would suck that you would have to tell the world of agencies that shouldn't exist. Right? Mueller, it would suck to bring them out. And you think by bringing general Flynn into it, he's not singing. He's saying things that you need the world not to know about. Right? Oh, Rod, Rod's going to get his benefits. He's going to leave. We're going to get a nice overhaul in 2019 because we got to focus on healthcare and Barr, Do you guys remember what he told McCabe when he made him director of the FBI, when he made him director, sorry. Yeah. Of the FBI when he told him that you ah, you're going to do great. Good job. Can't wait. You've been highly recommended. And I'm going to give you the job. Same 
statement was made to William Barr. Interesting. You know, when it was brought up that, you know, McCabe was fired for leaking, right? And that was the issue. He's like, no, 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 no. I wanted to correct a story. But then also says that he got in touch with the New York Times through the PR department of the FBI. I'd love to see those PR guys. Where are they? It was completely authorized. So the FBI, he says, is authorized to release information to the media. What? So you mean it's legal to leak information to the media? Yes, it is. Guess what? NDAA 2016 that Obama signed. It's right in there. It's right in there that makes domestic propaganda illegal. And guess what companies are on there, right? No need to point them out. We already know. That includes Fox too. It's got a few loose cannons. Because, you know, they're kind of jeopardized right now with the UK and all the stuff they own there with Sky and whatnot. It's going to be pretty incredible what's going on on a global scale. I would love to see the United Kingdom, Australia. Hey, Turnbull, I have a listener that asked me about it. I'm getting to that. I'm just waiting for some more information. Australia, New Zealand, United Kingdom. Ooh, we're coming. But it all centers in Luxembourg, doesn't it? Like George Papadopoulos said, the road of Spygate is from Rome all the way to London. But we need to remember... That that road goes through Brussels, Berlin, and <laughs> Luxembourg. All the way back to London. You know, when he said that President Trump didn't believe that North Korea had long-range missiles because Putin told him to. Here's my take on it. One, he wanted to say, and, and said that he doesn't trust his intelligence agency. Neither would I. Because if I... Was him? I wouldn't trust them either. They've been investigating me and my family and anyone that supports me since I announced that I was going to be candidate for United States president. Why would I trust them? They're the ones that wired, overrode visas, sold out our nation, did all this corrupt stuff. And you know, I just grab El Chapo and he'll tell me a lot more too. Now, after this break, I'll be opening up phone lines. I'll have Scott Adams on the show with me. I'll go right through the break with him. We'll have a full solid hour of chit-chat and break this down. We'll talk about Ilhan. We'll talk about McCabe and continue this conversation of this coup d'etat that no one wants to talk about. See you all in a few. Welcome back. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered.
Unfiltered News. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Remember, I won't be on Twitter or Facebook. Well, I don't really use Facebook. But I won't be on Twitter um, uh, until the 48-hour blackout is over. You can only find me on Gab to, for the next two days. Same handle as Twitter, Tori underscore says. While I wait for Scott Adams to jump on the line, I want to reiterate something to you guys. So... Just to explain, because I got a few messages, um, just to explain what I was saying, how how President Trump was calling McCabe's wife a loser. And, hey, why don't you go ask your wife how it feels to be a loser? I want you guys to listen to this. And I believe that he might have said that. And just, I will be super, this is the first time I'm actually going to say it on air, but I have been chasing down someone, a political opponent, I would guess. I guess, is it opponent? Because I don't want to be attorney general. So I've been chasing them down for something, and they came down on me for something that isn't even a crime. And they were attacking me, slandering me. And think about it. At worst, if anything was correct, it would have been like a slap on the wrist. And I've got 15 attorneys on me that are attorney generals on me for this. Guess what I did? I decided to throw some fire onto the – some fuel onto the fire. So I knew that years ago, uh, another resident had done an open records request for a memorandum of understanding. This is how you pull their pants down. Do you see what I'm saying? That individual went through district court, the appeals, and it was all shot back to him saying, nope. So the guy took it to the Supreme Court. And I knew that he had a Supreme Court date coming up in 2018. I just didn't know when, you know, because they kind of go weird on schedules in the state of North Dakota. So what I did was I did an open records request for the document I already had that this guy had officially put in and it's against the law to conceal such information, right? So I asked for the document. I was very, very descriptive. Hey, this document, it talks about this, says this, like all the words. I like literally copy and pasted it off this FBI memorandum of understanding. I had it in my hands. Okay. Had it in my hands. And they came back saying, uh, no, no such document exists. We do not share facial recognition or private identifying information with the FBI of North Dakota citizens. And that's where I responded and CC'd everybody. Oh, that's funny. That was really quick. It took you an hour to search everything. Huh? Do you have Comey's agents under your desk? LOL. Smells fishy to me. How about go into your search bar and put this title in there? And I put the title in there. And, you know, I got, hey, please refer to our last response. We don't have any such document. I said, that's funny. I responded with the document. What about this one? Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't find it. Nope. You just lied. And I just gave this guy ammunition and he went to Supreme Court. And guess what? He's back in the district court. Supreme Court said this needs to be tried because the document does exist. And he lied. And this is how you do it. You mock them. And you take it down because he knew that McCabe's wife got paid out. That was his payment. She wasn't really running. Just like Kamala Harris and the rest of them aren't running. He knows. And you know when you do this taunting thing? When you've got all the cards. And these clowns think that they're smarter than the president? No. He's got everything. And anyone that comes after you with 
no fear and comes after you and says, you could do whatever you want. You could say whatever you want. I'm going to win in the end is the person that has all the goods and knows exactly what's going on. And like we said, um, you know, previous before the break, right? Like I said, he knew everything. This is why he taunted. He knew that they were investigating from 2015. McCabe just made that statement. He said, well, you know, we had a FBI investigation on him as a candidate and now he was a sitting president. So it was difficult. Wait a minute. I thought you started the, uh, the investigation in 2017, but you just admitted you started it before he said it himself. See the, the, the beauty of it is to let them pull their own pants down. That's how you win. You got to be patient. Now, Scott Adams is joining us. Scott, all right. welcome to the Tory Says Show. Tori. Hey, well, thank you for having me on in the morning. I was telling everyone earlier that, you know, um, I have not um, spoken with you because we've just been so busy this weekend and we're kind of going back and forth on this McCabe interview together we did it on air on your show and now you're on mine. Remember, if you guys have any questions for Scott or myself, you can call it 215-TOP-TALK. That's 215-867-8255. And you can always catch Scott Adams at www.scottadamsshow.com. He has a three-hour show, pretty awesome. And I think you consolidate it into like two without the ads, right? On the podcast part? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So Scott, what's your take? I mean, for me, it was... So awesome to watch McCabe throw Rod under the bus when I think Rod was actually employed to do exactly what he did because he's that nerd, you know, from the movies that flips on people when they're, you know, where their skin is on the line. So what do you think about it? Well, you know, that revelation and all that's been happening there really drives home the point Trump is, you know, he is basically orchestrating what he already knows. He already... It, it, it's become very apparent to me that Trump already had all of this information. You go back and you listen to all the different testimony and all the different things where Rod Rosenstein would say, I would love to answer that question, but I can. It's an ongoing internal investigation, so on and so forth. There's all these different investigations that are going on in our deep state government uh, regarding leaking, uh, regarding some of these redactions. You know, we were talking over a year ago about the redactions and the different versions of different classified documents that are handed to different people that show up in the press and then they can tr be traced back to individuals who are leaking, like an Adam Schiff or a James Wolf from the Senate Intel Committee uh, and uh, a whole host of other people. And so there's a lot, a lot of things that are going on that people have never seen before in the deep state and they're being challenged. And just like you said in your last hour, you know, a lot of these people are given an option, leave or pull down your pants, right? Leave or we're going to make sure you regret that. Yeah, we bring the and monkeys. Exactly. And I just think that, you know, when you take a look at how many people have left the government, the government has kind of flipped upside down and inside out right now. And those who are left standing either A, are still cooperating. B, they're they're those they're the very few now that are diehard deep staters that will you know go down on their sword, or uh, somewhere in between. Uh, they they basically haven't gotten the memo yet. Uh, we're not done with them yet. But either way, uh, you know all that QAnon stuff and all the drip 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 information is proven to be right. It's proven to be right, and it's not only proven to be right. I'm going to just 
cancel this uh, phone here. It's not only proven to be right, but um, Trump is in charge. And one of the things that's true is if you think back at like Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton, I remember when he waffled on his campaign promises right out of the gate. Don't ask, don't tell. Uh, the Haiti uh, shipments of, of people, the refugees, all these different things that were going on uh, in his first two years in office were, were all happened. And then they were all forgotten and he got reelected. And what Trump is ensuring is that these people who are hanging on to the last bastion of power are going to fight it all the way to their end. And their end is going to coincide nicely with the 2020 election cycle, which is going to spell big time trouble for the Democrats. I mean, it does not pay for Trump to pull the trigger and shoot at once early in the game because they'll come up with some other stuff. So this is, this is, a, this is a golden ticket that Trump can use to win his next election by allowing them to pull their pants down to, and to allow them to carry this narrative as long as they can, fighting tooth and nail. And Trump already sees them. They're hanging by a thread. And Trump knows that sooner or long, that threat is going to give, their hands are going to lose grip of power, and they're going to fall. And once that happens, it's going to happen. And it can't, and just like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we know that this thing isn't going to make it past 2020. Well, yeah, that's that's 100% true, 100% true. But you have to remember, right, um, it, let's just take a little step back, guys. So what is going on is that our president has been making statements over three years now, right? Three years mm -hmm. he's been making statements, kind of like when I was making statements, you know, corruption, this. Let's take it on a lower scale so we understand, right? There's corruption. But when they come at you, what do you do? You find the corruption that you can already establish before you to show that the corruption coming with you, you know, the attacks that they have on you is legit and standard MO, right? And this is exactly, that's Gab actually going on in the background. I should turn it off. <laughs> that's the little ribbit going because I'm only using Gab. Wow. I'm only using Gab. So, okay, I turned it off. So basically we have a president who knows of all the past crimes that they've committed against the people. He knows and has everything kind of like me. I had everything right. And I didn't bring it to the forefront. And now I'm going backwards to prove why they're coming forward at me. And this is what he's doing. This is how you win. You let them think they're winning by giving them a couple battles and being like, oh, okay, but you're not pushing yet because you have to wait for it. And you know, one thing our president has said is that this nation is amazing. It is. There is no racism here. We are the melting pot. We are the envy of every single nation on this planet that we can make it work. And yet they still try to perpetuate these ideas. And the reality is crumbling. Like, think about it. How do you tell someone that you've been duped so long? How do you do it? I mean, when I came out saying things of people being duped, people were like, oh my God, this person is insane. They just want to cause harm. And it's like, oh my gosh, people are really insane. But it's kind of like the example I gave when I looked in the mirror and I saw from a six, I'm a 16, reality hit me and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I not see this? Kind of the same thing here. You know, how did you not see it? And you hate yourself, so you hate the messenger, right? And to think that people are okay 
that a coup was being, this was a clear coup d'etat, right? Clear. And there's people applauding that they were trying to push the 25th Amendment. And I'm like, do people even know what the 25th Amendment was for? I mean, we need something like that for Pelosi. She wished just happy Thanksgiving on Valentine's Day. She keeps calling President Trump Bush. That is why the 25th Amendment was created, because they don't have mental faculties together, right? So how are they going to say that he's not mentally stable when he's got everything he needs? No, it's the left that's not mentally stable. You know, right now you got this uh, guy over on Gateway Pundit. There's a guy there, a man arrested in Kentucky after pulling gun on a couple of – on a couple over their MAGA hats. But then you got, you know, Jesse Smollett, right? And, uh, you know, to your point about racism in America, um, the – uh, one of our listeners wrote in and said, this whole Jussie Smollett hoax proves racism is in huge demand, but in much small, uh, such small, small supply, even more horrific than that. It proves that the left want, the left wants racism to exist in order to achieve political and social power, walk away. And that's what's happening, too, is black people are starting to get onto this I mean, because the veil is lifted you know the the wizard you could see the wizard now pulling all the lev- levers and they're realizing that they were being exploited and then they also see it from a third person perspective because of the sellout and the kind of pay to play schemes that have been going on in the name of border open borders uh, whether it's el chapo paying off people to keep the drugs from coming over the to come over the border or uh, something else you know i mean other other uh, more even more sinister plots if you could imagine like and body part trafficking or you know election fraud and all the other things in between they're seeing it america is waking up because like you said tory trump was never insured he they didn't have anything on him he wasn't part of the deep swamp and they just didn't have anything on him he was a loose cannon a maverick that basically is reversing all of the things that the globalists stand for and we love it as patriots we love it but it's spelling the beginning of the end if not even further advanced than that for the deep state and it's going even further further down it's going outside of our borders to globalism it's impacting brexit it's impacting politics in italy and elsewhere you know george papadopoulos who you know and we love uh is basically saying it's amazing that brennan he tweeted this he says it's amazing that brennan has the audacity to speak publicly about the investigation. He suckered the Brits and Australians into sabotaging their relationship with Trump by having them spy on us in London and New York. Fortunately, the sitting CIA director was stationed in London in 2016. Yeah, Gina, Gina was also in the Far East too. Let's remember that. She was out by Hanoi. She was out in New Zealand. And so it gets interesting. Um, the thing is exactly that when you know that you've got everything you need, you're not scared because speaking the truth is scary for some, right? I have, do you know how many messages I probably get? Stop saying things like this, or I pray for you because you need to keep your head on a swivel. You're saying a lot of things, but the thing is, uh, you know, it's you. I'm inspired because I know the president has my back for say, right? He has every single Patriot's back. 
because he will not let any harm come to anyone that's fighting the same fight he is, and that's to take down this fourth branch of government to afford us the rights that we're supposed to have based on the U.S. Constitution. I mean, it's blatant from what Pelosi said. The next president will call a national emergency on guns. Remember when she said that this weekend? That was incredible. Like, she said that. So what are you saying? That you're going to rob us of our Second Amendment because you're upset that we're building a wall? Is this why they're pushing H.R. 8? You know, that amendment to make background checks on private swaps and purchases? It's, it's pretty telling of exactly what they want, and people are starting to wake up. It's the same people pushing uh, to violate our Second Amendment rights and our right to bear arms are the same people that also want to abolish ICE and open the borders so that we could actually have a really sweet black market gun market uh, where people could actually get their hands on machine guns, bring them across an open border undetected by a lack of law enforcement because ICE is now abolished. And the only people actually abiding by the law are law-abiding citizens that pay are paying their taxes defenseless in their own homes for the guy with the machine gun to walk across the border and come into your house and rob you and kill you and do whatever they want uh, because you're defenseless. That's exactly what would happen if you took away our Second Amendment and abolished our right to bear arms is the the black market would flourish. Uh, There would be no regulation, no taxes. Everything that the Democrats claim that they support um, would go away because you wouldn't have any more control over that market. And you wouldn't have any police because you would have, you would have already abolished ICE. And they would have just walked right over the border. You know, just like we were talking off air about uh, Holman, um, the former ICE director, basically saying, you know, that whole liberal argument that most of the drugs come across the port of entry is BS because they can't even calculate what's coming across the open borders without the wall, the areas of the porous border without the wall, because they're making it there undetected. So you can't even quantify what level of dr- what amount of drug that that is. No, exactly. That's what I've been saying. You can't quantify it. You know, what's funny is, is that um, I was interviewed uh, in January of 2018 by a local media outlet. This never made the news, right? And said, well, why do you feel so confident? And I said, because I am the news. You're not. How many times have I said to all the listeners, Scott, and even to yourself that we're the news? All the time. Because the mainstream media is paid and has interests. You deliver the news because it's the right thing to do. We put the stories out there because it's the right thing to do. Not because it draws in the dollars, not because it draws in, you know, the cash or the advertisements. We do it because it is our obligation as citizens to put the news. What's sad is you got a guy like Brian Stelter with a six figure salary, if not a you know, seven figure salary. Yeah, and he's gotten really fact, fat too. Tweeting this out. The fact that one robbery was faked does not mean robbery is not a problem. The fact that there is one false rape accusation does not mean that there's no rape. We have to cover these issues as trends and as patterns. Uh, basically not really giving up on the narrative that somehow people who wear mega hat, MAGA hats are racists <laughs> when when really the spotlight should be put on someone like a Jussie Stelt, uh, uh, um, whatever his name, Jussie Smollett. Smollett. Yeah. Because of, uh, you know, his big lie, big fat lie. But, you know, we're seeing Trump derangement syndrome all across the country. Good. Lock them up. But then also 
we're also seeing it within Congress. We're seeing with the we're seeing what happened to Bob Corker and Jeff Flake and all these people that Trump has allowed them to pull their pants down, expose themselves as radically ridiculous, and then they realize that they, they no longer could win their state, uh, their Senate seat, and they had to go. I mean, basically, they exposed themselves. Look at Paul Ryan. Everybody knows now what a what a hypocrite Mitt Romney is. Everybody knows now what Paul Ryan stands for. Everybody knows now what Bob Corker and Jeff Flake stand for, Senator or Ben Hoven. Sass, or anyone else. Blumenthal. You know, it's all people that have really exposed themselves. John McCain, a war hero? I don't think so. And Trump was right about that. So, you know, we have found out a lot. We have learned a lot as a population about our government, and it's not looking too pretty. You know, the FBI... We're realizing now just how corrupt it is that these two, these little whippersnappers up on the seventh floor were playing playing games with us with a coup d'etat against our president against 65 million people that supported our president. Exactly, and you know, you mentioned QAnon, right? So Q put in a graphic about uh, the people that run California, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's drip drip on the real news because, you know, I made it clear just how much Pelosi owns of California, right? I made it clear, mm -hmm. you know, everyone was talking about this boarded up building. Did you hear about it? About helicopters landing on the ground in California? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do that. you know who owns that building? And I actually tweeted it out to the person who it's a they have refrigerating systems. Wait, I think it's no, something. It, it's Pelosi's. It's under one of her property holding companies and it's on her congressional, you know, self-declared financials. I've been saying it and see families run states kind of like I've said, you know, in North Dakota, they call them the good old boys club. Like people have been talking about it for a while. There's like this lead attorney in this state called Robert Hale. He's actually written a book on how property taxes, theft, etc. Um, and he worked with, um, Rand Paul on that book. And so he put it out the good old boys club. And that's exactly what I'm tackling here, right? These families that run states, this is how it starts because you can't have top brass, you know, like Hillary Clinton shooting to the top if you don't have a foundation, right? You need a foundation for your pyramid to sit at the top, right? Their foundation is these controlled states. And it's all crumbling because we're the news. You see what I'm saying? Everyone needs to be the news. See something, say something, put it out there. You don't have the um, gusto or you're too scared or you too, you're you too involved or you have businesses. Do you know how many business people in my state have sent me emails and phone calls saying we're waiting for you to fix this? Because if we say something, they will destroy our businesses. Well, we will not and, get and a business you know what loan. Talking about too, it doesn't just stop there. Look, uh, all the people that have pulled their pants down. Now we got uh, the United Kingdom calling Facebook a gang social media. You know, basically Jack Jack Dorsey, you know, has all but admitted it's impossible for me to be fair and neutral. So their whole mission statement for how they got started is it was a big fat lie that they they themselves are pulling their pants down, saying we can't live up to the standard that we actually promised you, which was fair, uh, untethered access to free speech you know no that's no longer possible in this world of trump derangement syndrome and again trump has really flipped the world upside down whether it's trade whether it's globalism versus nationalism whether it's you name it 
It's happening. Social media giants are falling. And there's going to be new laws that are going to protect the people. Uh, and these companies, like the ones that you're just talking about, the Pelosi own, they're going to be completely exposed. Adam Schiff is going to be exposed as the leaker that he is. Trump finds a way to find the truth and basically expose it. And that's how you make America great again. Yeah, but how do you expose it to people that don't want to see it? Like there was a post about Jesse Smollett, um, you know, oh, the 25th Amendment, how, uh, you know, there was a post on Facebook yesterday um, by someone. And I was like, this is insane, guys. We can't applaud a coup d'etat. 25th Amendment. Do you guys, some person said, do you know U.S. history? Do you know how we should use this 25th Amendment? I was like, yeah, do you? It was done for Woodrow. That's why we passed it, because he had a stroke. Our president is physically fit and mentally capable. If anything, we should be checking the other people, like Pelosi, who told us Happy Thanksgiving on Valentine's Day, you know, and keeps calling our president Bush. And the person responded to me saying, well, then, you know, and I and it responded saying, well, he is mentally unfit. And I said, so are you calling his personal physician that is a decorated officer a liar? And, you know, if anything, you know, this, these are the people that need to be listening. You know, they need to be paying attention to facts because it's so hard to like shatter someone's reality. Kind of like that moment that I was saying when, you know, I had gained weight and I hadn't seen it, even though I went up sizes, right? From six to eight to 10 to 12 to 14 to 16. And then I was like, how did I not see it? And this is how you feel robbed in like, what am I insane? How do I not see it? How this is impossible to happen. This is where we're at right now. And yeah, they need to pull their own pants down. People need to see it slowly. And this Jussie Smollett is just the tip of the iceberg. I was on your show in September, Scott, where I said, you know, um, they, they perpetuate, you know, they're in everything. They have Hollywood actors. Look at the pictures, right? You know, who runs Google? Look at president Obama's, uh, PABD, which is the presidential advisory board of directors. They're all NATSEC and, you know, an independent people. One person is now heading global public relations for Google. The other one's at Facebook. The other one's at Twitter. Top FBI brass left well, in 2016 and they work at well, Disney, Universal. Come on, guys. You know, uh, the social media companies are going to be split up like the baby bells were. Uh, there's going to be civil litigation uh, pathways uh, after the FCC and the FEC gets involved and considers Jack Dorsey's comments and declares him a political action group. Um, and they'll be held to a whole different set of standards at that point. So there's going to be a lot of progress. You take a look at the mainstream media. They, they can't break. They can't break. CNN can't even break a million listeners anymore. They don't. They during the uh, State of the Union. They combined didn't even come up to they were barely more than half of what Fox News was. And we know that Fox News has been slipping. But you also have a lot of other crazy stuff that's just been exposed. You know, when they come out with love Trump's hate and and uh, all these different slogans that they themselves betray, uh, you have this news story by Daily Mail saying Donald Trump is uh, Melania uh, Mal Malia. Obama had a secret Facebook account that revealed just how much they hated Donald Trump. They're in panic mode, the whole cabal. But, you know, Facebook, I mean, not Facebook, um, Obama, his daughters, his wife, 
or his husband. I, I'm not sure exactly, but, um, you know, but I don't want to end up like uh, Joan Rivers, <laughs> you know, with her comments. Um, but a, a whole host of these I'll things. I'll say it. Michelle Obama's a man. She's a tranny. Take, well, and then, and then 10 days later, uh, uh, Joan Rivers said that. 10 days later, she's dead on a dead dead from a you know minor surgery it was, it was right there uh, but, yeah after surgery she never came up take a look at um what what john kerry was doing with the iranians a, after trump was in office married his daughter uh, off had, had to slam him for that uh you take a look at joe biden's comments just this past weekend uh bashing our country bashing our president on foreign soil in munich i mean it's absolutely absurd their behavior and eventually it's going to catch up with them because there's a good 20% of rational thinking Democrats out there that are sort of, sort of toward the center, that they were Democrats for a whole host of other reasons, but they're not, they're not buying into this radical Ocasio-Cortez wing of the party uh, that is literally changing 20, 25,000 jobs, chasing it right out of her district. You know, I mean, it's absurd. And people are going to start to realize that their lives are better off with Trump than they ever could be with Big Bird de Blasio, Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom, or a whole, you know, the whole cabal that supports opening borders, abolishing ICE, and 70% tax. Well, yeah, let's see. Will Ocasio give $7 million over $10 million Netflix deal? But speaking of New York, I wanted to say something on that. Ocasio didn't do that. So you know that Amazon is the cloud service base for all intelligence documents, right? Right. Jedi. Yes. So I'm pretty sure that they came up on information that was damaging about New York, and this is why they pulled out. I am 100% sure that that's what happened. No way will Crazy Ocasio chase away jobs. This is all manufactured. I would bet my life on that. Because a company that makes such an announcement to bring so many jobs to, um, you know, uh, a, a state like New York, right? Let alone a city like New York. Why would they pull that? Why? They don't want to damage Ocasio because Ocasio is laying the foundation to bring in Yang because Kamala, Corey, all of these people are just there to fatten up the DNC and draw money from those that hate Trump, hate, 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 and, you know, are still living in this bubble of this fake reality that the media keeps spewing on them. So, that is my take on Amazon because it happened after, um, you know, Jeff Bezos's intercepted messages, the divorce from his wife. So we need to pay well, attention. So we're going to be seeing point, some changes to New York. Last week I had Chris Street on my show and he wrote an article over on American Thinker entitled that people could check out. The title of the article is Bezos Recklessness Risks. Uh, uh, Bezos re Recklessness risks Amazon loss of $100 billion DOD cloud business. So, you know, the bulk of Bezos money, you're right, is comes, he, he makes fractions, you know, pennies on the dollar for everything he sells through Amazon. I mean, he still makes a great amount of money, uh, but he makes a lot, uh, huge profit, mar he has huge profit margins when it comes to uh, when it comes to this cloud-based technology and a lot of his government contracts that he has, he makes huge profit margins on that. And uh, that's interesting what you're saying there about what he found out about New York. Yep. Um, but but there's a there's a lot of information out there about 
you know, things we're going to learn about Jeff Bezos. And one of the great articles is this Bezos recklessness um, could cost Amazon $100 billion. Yeah, if no, no, no. Contract. Well, they're, they're, they, you know, the thing is, they can't go with Google because they've got contracts with China. There's no way you're going to use cloud services. I am all of the fact. Let's use a, a hard server, guys. We've got Iron Mountains around the world, right? Let's, let's do it. I mean, we used to use Hurricane Electric, so, and which is an actual company. Right. Uh, this is how we got Crossfire Hurricane because it's two companies, Hurricane yeah. Electric and uh, Crossfire Electric. And I wrote an article about that last summer uh, about uh, the Spygate and how they used it and the servers, et cetera. But um, I am terrified. But I'm we need to reevaluate the contracts, and we cannot put so many eggs in one basket as as we have with Jeff Bezos, because Jeff Bezos has proven himself to be a bit unstable. No, but Jeff you know, Bezos this is was a, on board. He's sleeping with a woman that's actually dry, flying some of his rocket ships. I mean, it's kind of crazy. But the thing is, Jeff Bezos was on board with the plant, the globalization, the monopoly, because he's right. taken over supermarkets, uh, heading for drones, you know, delivery and automating things. You know, he was on board. He was on the same page with the cabal's plan, with this fourth branch of government, with this mafia, this, these gangs that run our country. So this is why they went with him. Google, though, on the other hand, was more global. He was more local. And so we need to fix that. But me, my point to this is I am very terrified at what may be occurring in my home state and uh, obviously my home city. Um, you know, de Blasio is already starting to tour up in the Northeast, um, flirting with the fact that he might actually run for president, which will be incredible to see. Um, but I am actually terrified. Something may be going down and money talks more than anything. You know, Honda, no, it was Xerox. They moved their um, company from California to Kentucky two decades ago, right? And when they did it two years later, later where they had their company was completely annihilated from drought and earthquake. Now, I'm not going to say that they can predict earthquakes, you know, but... That was really weird. Like, why would you go to Kentucky out of all states? They tax. You know, if you were to move to Oregon, I'd be like, all right, no income tax. It's very favorable to businesses. This is why we have Forest Valley there, et cetera. But why Kentucky? Same thing happened with Toyota. They moved to different places. This is where if you follow the money, it says everything. And if Amazon is so in bed with this fourth branch of government, now being exposed, his life is falling apart, you know, bitter wife that takes half, right, that can talk, and suddenly you're pulling out of New York City where you have, you know, unlimited access to employees because there's so many millions of people living there, infers that something may be happening in New York that we don't know about. And so they might have been tipped off on something. That is something, you know, that I thought about this weekend, you know, because facts matter here and facts are no company is going to pull out of a deal because of what some insane, crazy person like Ocasio said. Uh, so anyone giving her, you know, that credit is insane. Just there's no credit to that. You know, it takes a lot of courage to say truthful things. You know what I mean? I've said that before. And um, this is one of those out-of-the-limb crystal ball things. Something is happening in New York, and we don't know what it is. And there's a lot of eyes in New York right now, you know, from the uh, 
late-term abortions, to the illegal immigrants, uh, to ICE not doing their job there, to Southern District New York. Uh, So we need to focus on that, just like a lot is going on in Minnesota, right, with Ilhan Omar. I mean, what's your take on her, seriously? I mean, you saw that video where she was interviewed and she was mocking Americans. How did you feel seeing that? I call her her a hateful monster. And that, you know, we really do need to look into her. I hope that the, some conservative committee in the Senate will do the same thing that Adam Schiff wants to do with President Trump. They need to open up an investigation and look into Pelosi, Diane uh, Feinstein, um, you know, and Ilhan Omar, uh, Tlaib, you know, these radicals that are disgracing our Congress uh, need to be looked into. There is so much going on in Ilhan Omar's, uh, you know, in her background, you know, that's so, so uh, disingenuous. You know, I read, um, or, or it's troubling. I, I read uh, something where uh, someone said, send something to me. They said, obviously, you know how they said after 9-11, never forget. And then they had a picture of Ilhan Omar and say, proof that we've actually forgotten. You know, I mean, no way in a post 9-11, do you take a person like Ilhan Omar? But what they're doing is, once again, you go back to that open border. They're exploiting the the uh, open border, and they want these people to come in. They pack them in these battleground districts, and they get a whole bunch of people that love Sharia law, and they get people like that as a byproduct. And they get them to actually represent not just their district, but their the entire country with their votes to persuade and blockade uh, the Trump agenda, uh, or any conservative agenda or any pro America agenda, they will oppose. This is pure and simple. And they'll be as anti-Semitic as the UN is and any other global elite, uh, domination. It's always going to end up being anti-Semitic, but wherever the liberals seem to be, seems like there's big trouble. Like you were pointing out that find, uh, Pelosi owned that building where the helicopters came in and raided a building the next day. All the windows and doors were boarded up, and it turns out that that was owned by Pelosi. I didn't even know that part, but I was following uh, that particular thing. But when you take a look at the fires, for example, and you take a look at the you know the train system, the green new, the new Green Deal wants to replace uh, planes with trains. But yet they can't even make a train system work in California. And it's because those fires, again, we talk about national emergencies. Well, President Trump called a national emergency. He was supposed to give up $9 billion to California. He withheld it. Why? Because uh, Moonbeam Jerry Brown and Gavin Newsom were misappropriating, reappropriating those funds, just like as if you're in Puerto Rico or somewhere. They don't put it into the power grid. They put it somewhere else in their pockets. And they take money and they prop up and pay for these programs. In this case, the fire uh, is being litigated, so they can't release the money. But in those fires, if you look at the map of the fires, they correlated very nicely with the, the rail system that, that, was, that they were promoting. And when Trump withheld the money, withheld that money, they had to close that project down. I'm not, you know, I wonder if those two things were related. I think that they might be. And they had to close down the rail project because they couldn't fund it. They couldn't finance it because they don't know what they're doing. But there is a lot of corruption there. People have lost their lives. They lost their livelihood and everything in between. 
And these liberals don't care. They don't care about the humanitarian aspect of the board, open border. All they want is the sheer raw power that they get from it, whether it's whether it's cartels greasing the palms of politicians to keep the border open, whether it's human and drug trafficking or sex trafficking or body part trafficking or anything in between. But it's all about power and money and influence and coercion that's going on with that open border debate. Well, let me tell you something. So in 2008, when I came stateside with my family, we were driving through Tennessee and, uh, you know, I was observing people on their porches, um, people doing work on their houses. It was May, right? And, um, and I was heading to Kentucky. And I said to my husband, wow, look at all these people just like sitting on their porches, rocking in their chairs, you know, gardening. They have no idea what is going on in their country. And what is going on around the world? And my husband looked at me. He's like, you're so weird. Why do you keep saying random things like that? And I, um, I saw that. Um, I watched this show called The Umbrella Company. I totally love it. Has to do with time travel. Big sci-fi buff. But it showed this man um, that came in, you know, as a time traveler to make sure that some apocalypse happens. And he sat down and said to the other agent that were there to kill the person that was trying to stop the apocalypse from happening saying god look at these people they have shows like decorating their house and do they pick teal or peacock blue or you know mint green so dumb such distractions this is where we're at they distract us with so many things we can't see the truth in front of us and you know from what i've seen of what i've experienced many things that I can't talk about, I can say a lot of people, we have no idea what is going on in the background at all. And all these, um, fake stories cycled, fake attacks, fl false flag shootings, you know, these, Oh, we're pulling out of New York because Ocasio really like she would actually change the mind of a global, you know, giant like Amazon. No. And then we have Ilhan Omar, right? That article me and Laura collaborated on. You can see the email responses that I got from the actual North Dakota State University. But I want everyone to just listen again to how she mocked Americans. I got the clip up. I just want to play it. That way people will understand. This is from 2013 where she was mocking Americans. She separated herself as not being an American, laughing at how we're scared of Hamas and Hezbollah. Take a listen. In the West, mm -hmm. it's done by the so people that are elected. It's legitimized. See, we are. It's legitimized to have condemned by association mm -hmm. or guilty by association for, in a democratic society mm -hmm. because you elected those positions. Mm -hmm. You elected Bush twice, and he invaded and caused four million dead so far. You elected Obama. You elected twice. Yeah. And I don't know what this twice think. Yeah. But it seems like it makes more sense mm -hmm. uh, to use uh, the, 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 the guilt of association in a democratic society, not in undemocratic society where the hijackers were not elected, uh, the Shabab were not elected. People don't vote in those guys. It's mm -hmm. just, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. so, so is this a legitimate uh, insinuating here? Or <laughs> is that a question in those? Uh, well, I think we. 
we ha we have to tread lightly because you 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 have certain structures when you are speaking about um, elected officials and the kind of decisions that they make because we expect these decisions to be taken on our behalf. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it is a longer process for the, for the citizens of, of whatever country that is committing um, what we might consider criminal. Do you get that clip that I just played? He's saying yeah. that we elected Bush, we elected Obama twice. And so we're guilty by association because we elected them for what crimes they've done. So she says that what actions the U.S. has done is what? Crimes. Listen further, because this is where we listen and we can understand. To, to see it that way, because for, you know, for the most part, it, it's, it's seen as a defense you know, to, to your sovereignty, to, um, to you know, the, the, the citizens. So, so a lot of people will, will not go that far to condemn because you don't want to be unpatriotic. You don't want to be seen as going so against your government. But when you, when, you, when you have entities like Al-Qaeda or Al-Shabaab that are committing these atrocities, because you haven't elected them, mm -hmm. and they are the normal citizens, then it is easier for you to say this is yeah. not okay because it is not a legitimized I, I was, action I was right? thinking, by what? laws. <laughs> So she's laughing. So what she said is, is that we're guilty by association and citizens don't want to go against what a president says when he commits atrocities. And it's a lot easier to shame, uh, you know, cells like Al-Shabaab or Hamas or Hezbollah or Al-Qaeda because they're not elected. So it's not really official. That's why it's okay to say it's not okay. In other words, she's saying those are just as legitimate as Bush and Obama were invading and causing death. Do you see what I'm getting at, Scott? Do you see how nobody can see this until it's actually explained? How hard, you know, oh, and, I mean, And then there's just a it. lot of reading between the lines. I mean, you can clearly. She's laughing. Any emotional intelligence or body language intelligence or tone intelligence, um, it's easy to see what's going on there. Yeah, but listen. And by the way, I just want to say sorry to the caller. If you want to call back in, we'll probably be able to take that call. We saw it come in when. We were listening to the clip, and then they hung up twice. You can oh. call back in, and we'll take your call. I didn't see it. I was on the video. But take a listen to what, how she mocks Americans now. We're a country yeah. of laws. It's very interesting that, the, that we keep the Arabic name to a such uh, violent or negative entity, yeah. Al-Qaeda, Al-Shabaab. Uh, Hezbollah. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought about? Really don't mean. Yeah. yeah, can't you just translate? They don't mean anything yeah, Hezbollah, evil, right? Part of God. Did you hear that? They don't mean anything evil. Shabab, she said the youth. Yeah, madrasa. Yeah, the madrasa. The my good. Oh my God. Nobody the, wants the to boogie. go to madrasa. <laughs> Nobody in the Arab world wants to go to madrasa anymore because yeah. it means school. Mm -hmm. So even in the daily, they are polluting our language. Yeah, our daily casual think, language. But that, that, but that is, I think. Um, a, a product of this sensationalized uh, media 
you know, you, you have these sound bites and you have these words and, and everybody says it with yeah. such an, in, you yeah. know, intensity. And so it must mean, it must hold yeah, a bigger it, meaning. It sounds strange you know, and weird. And, so um, I remember um, when I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. And is there a such thing? Yeah, there was. So you go, was, uh, there is a lab for that? There was a, there was a class. Do you go to lab? No, we learned the, the ideology of. I'm glad um, you do that. <laughs> and so it was. It was the the thing that was interesting in the class was every time the 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 professor said Al Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up and you know. Yeah, he's in command like, here. Al Qaeda, you know, hospital. He's an expert. And it was, <laughs> and it was you know as What's his it, name? What a putting his name on the not, we, we Where are does not he live? His name. Uh, yeah. you, you probably get to see him on, on CNN. Okay, so she lied there. Her professor is Dr. Thomas Ambrosio from NDSU. He's never been on CNN. He emailed me and told me that himself. There's a CV that also says where he appears on the North Dakota State University uh, website um, that also states that. So she lied. He was her professor. He teaches a terrorism class. And, um, you know, it's a really big deal. Uh, the caller is back. So, um, everyone, you can find that article on um, Big League Politics. It was from me and Laura Loomer this weekend. It is pretty incredible when you see just who has been elected. So, welcome, caller. Um, you can tell us where you're calling from and your name, if you like. Hi. Okay, I'm Lorraine calling from New York. And I'm just calling up to go and give you a little bit of an insight on what's happening here as far as the politic goes. I hear everybody speak about Ocasio-Cortez and how did she get in there. Very, very simple. The New York GOP allowed it to happen. Uh, the person who heads up the New York G GOP is a man by the name of Ed Cox. Ed Cox is married to Tricia Nixon. And uh, he has been running the gamut here for a long time. Uh, in my local community, I know exactly what is going on. I'm in Orange County, New York. Uh, we're right on the border of uh, New Jersey and PA. Uh, let's see. Well, over here, our primaries are in the month of September. Uh, so anybody at all who goes up for primary within six weeks is a general election. It doesn't happen. So the political parties, if you want to call them that, have the say about who gets on the ballot. Nobody else does. Uh, anybody at all who has tried to challenge in a primary has not been able to get into office, and so he's the party favorite. So we're under that big, huge crunch. And then as far as New York City goes, with the, I, I, with the New York district over there, there's a guy by the name of Preet Bahara. Uh, he was in under Obama, uh, under the first term with Cuomo. There were two men that were brought up on charges, and I do believe that they're both off now. One was Dean Skelos, the other one was uh, Silver, Sheldon Silver. And um, so he's, he's basically a big ruse. He's an absolute Trump hater. So do keep an eye on, on him. He's, he's very, very bad. Bad news bear. And uh, New York is being set up into regional districts under King Cuomo. I, when the uh, Second Amendment was challenged in the state, I did go up to Albany for one of the anti-SAFE uh, Act rallies. There were over 10,000 people there. I did float around and speak to a lot of people, because uh, the largest employer in this state is the government. 
um, many government employees did vote for Cuomo. And I asked him why. And I said, because the union told us to. So at that point in time, I knew that that whole thing was just a complete waste of time because the union tells them to vote, they go out for a protest, makes them feel better about their vote, and then they go back and they do the same thing again. But between um, uh, Schumer, Cuomo, and everything, it's like you just look, look at the voting statistics, it's like 70% of the state votes for these people. We have independents. We also have a blank category. So I call them undeclared Republicans. And they're voting for these clowns. So this is what we have going on in this state. So I just wanted to give you that, that inside bird's eye view. Ocasio-Cortez did not have an opponent. She walked into office. And so, um, Lorraine, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm from New York. I actually reached out to Pappas that was running on the GOP ticket against her. He teaches at, um, I think it's Queens Community College or is it John Jay? I don't remember. No, not John Jay for sure. It's Queens. And I reached out to him. He never got back to me. He didn't even run. And he would have won mm -hmm. overwhelmingly because he's Greek, right? And you know how big the Greek community is mm -hmm. in the district that Ocasio was mm -hmm. in. And he didn't even run. He would have just gotten the vote no, just for no. being a fellow Greek and a professor. And so he didn't even do anything, and he was on the ticket. Like a guy mm -hmm. that didn't come out. Yep. And, and I agree. And you know what? In my state now, they won't allow people to run and be elected by the people. They want delegates or the people that are representing their district to vote on who should be allowed to be on the ballot. This is happening everywhere, and that's why I said that's my state is blue. It's not really red. Yep. Um, uh, Lorraine, we're actually out of time. Yeah. Please call again. Being from New York myself, I was born and raised there. I feel you. I know it. My friends tell me all the time what's going on. Um, and, you know, it's great to hear it from someone there that can see exactly what's happening. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Oh, yeah. I look forward to hearing from you again. Seriously. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. And thank you so much for putting up the big fight. Thank you both. Always. Thank you. Always. Scott, I can't believe the hour just went. We blew through commercials too. Can you believe that? <laughs> I'm going to have to no. have you back on tomorrow because I think we're going to have some developments this afternoon. All right, this Tori. Is some chatter I'm getting because we're going to have RBG tomorrow, right? Do you think she's going to show oh, up? Oh, yeah. I don't think she's going to show. I don't, <laughs> I don't think know. so. No one took a picture of her going to the Supreme Court. No stalking, nothing. I've photo. No one wants 20,000 bucks for an hour's right? worth of work. Come if on. someone could get me a photo of her, we'll give her the money, right? We'll just give yeah. them the money. If she, if they could get us a photo with her holding the newspaper, that's not Photoshop. Maybe live streamed. Everyone, you can follow Scott on scottadamshow.com. Uh, he has a three-hour show that he condenses without commercials. Thank you, Scott, for being here. And I'm saying it on air you're coming tomorrow because we're going to talk rbg right yeah definitely thank you Tori. thank you scott and everyone from all of us here at red state wishing you a happy and healthy evening and thanks for tuning in again live 12 to 2 eastern time monday